Hey, it's another week and you're here, which means you made it. It was tough, but you maintained, you survived, you progressed. So thank you for being here again with us. With I say us, but in a way it is us. So it's just kind of me here, but I'm hoping to build a community of men and we're talking about life, which is why these interviews are quite enjoyable to me. Um, this week, we have Mike Martin. I'll give you his bio in a moment. But before we get into that, just my regular check-in. How are you? How did you do this week? Did you accomplish something you've been looking to do and maybe you hadn't in the past and you did? Are you close to accomplishing something? How, how have you felt? How have you felt personally? Do you feel good? Do you feel good with your family, with life, with situation, with everything? How are you feeling? I won't lie to you, I'm struggling a little bit, but then we all do. And I'm trying to maintain, and I feel like doing this podcast and talking to people is kind of a good tonic for me. So I hope it helps you too, and I hope you're doing well. So I won't hold up, we'll definitely get to Mike Martin. But who's Mike Martin? Here he is. I'll tell you all about him. Mike Martin is the voice of Project Mindfully Outdoors. It is Mike's inspirational story that serves as the backdrop upon which the project was started following a failed suicide attempt and many months of being homeless in the wake of some major life-changing events. Mike began a journey of self-discovery during which he began to confront the obstacles within his mental health. This path led him to take up the cause of ending the silent suffering that comes with depression and anxiety, especially for men, so much so. Through his work, Mike has self-published many articles relating to mental health and self-growth through the outdoors. In 2021, he started the Project Mindfully Outdoors podcast, a show that documents his journey. He's had a lot happen to him and we talked about it a little bit, but he'll get into the fact that he's, you know, he's done a podcast. He has a podcast with a lot of episodes and he's got a book that's coming out and we talked about that. But this episode, this interview was very much a testament to resilience. And I think you appreciate it. You know me, you know I like a good quote. So here's a quote I give you before I send you to the interview. A good man would prefer to be defeated than to defeat injustice by evil means. Integrity. By the way, that quote is by Seleust. Integrity is what that quote is. And we men have it. That's how we live, good or bad. We will go out there and do the best for our family, our wife, our kids, and eventually for ourselves. Keep that integrity. Keep that strength. Keep that mental aptitude. And never forget who you are. And who are you? You are the prize. The case study this week is Mike Martin. Hope you enjoy. And I'll see you next week. And welcome to the Man of the Prize podcast. Thanks for joining us. And this week, the case study, the prize is Mike Martin. How are you today, sir? I'm doing well. I feel like a prize because I'm here to be the case study. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. It is good to hear. I'm glad to get on here and talk with men so we can open up and talk about life and 
maybe we have some breakthroughs or maybe even if we don't have a breakthrough, maybe we lead to another person having a breakthrough. I feel like it's just a good idea to just talk, communicate. So I appreciate you opening up and giving us some of your time. Thank you so much. Absolutely. That's a very important thing, especially for us men. No and doubt. I'm no from doubt. with uh, the outdoor community. There's not enough of that going on. So if we can promote it, let's make it happen. Sounds good to me. All right. So what I've been doing um, every week, and I'm going to continue. Like I mentioned, this is an opportunity to talk, to open up, to hear other men kind of just let it all hang out. But the one thing I'm an expert in and the only thing I'm an expert in is being me and being me as this man. But I am not schooled. I'm not educated to diagnose, to help you with any issues that you may have. So while this may seem like we're kind of getting deep, we're really just talking as men. So if this conversation leads to any earth shattering moments or even something small and you feel the need to talk, talk to somebody, find somebody you can talk to. Find a, you know, a trained specialist, a psychologist, a therapist, anyone who can help you out. At best, I hope I get the, you know, I get the juices flowing. But if you feel like this leads to something, find somebody who can help you on your journey. And that is my disclaimer. All right, now we're done. You ready to go? <laughs> I'm ready to go. I love the disclaimer. I love how you put that out there is, you know, we're simply advocates out here hoping to make breakthroughs for people. There's professionals that can help you along the way, but there's also a number of different avenues you can go. Definitely, no doubt. That's what I wanted, that's what I hope for. I mean, it's good to have a friend or a person you can talk to, but when you realize it's time to let some stuff out, somebody who's been trained to listen, to understand, to guide you, it's the way to go. So with that said, the way I start this is if you could, and this is kind of a personal talk. So I'm asking for you. If you could give me a 30 second bio, just about you right now, could you do it? A 30 second bio. Let's see if I can pull this off or not. Go for it. All right. So I've been on just about probably every up and down that the roller coaster brings. I've been suffering with depression, anxiety. That's been the basic theme of my life up until about three, three and a half years ago when I hit my second divorce and I had to face every mistake that I've made. When that happened, I learned that every mistake that I made wasn't an unfortunate one. It was fortunate that those things happened to me because I've realized when I heard a quote from Marcus Aurelius that adversity and obstacles are nothing more than an opportunity to showcase who you truly are. And when I found that and I put that into practice, I found out that I have value and I have self-worth within what I do and the actions that I've done. I like that quote. I love quotes, by the way. So that's great. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find that and put that somewhere. That's excellent. Man, that quote outright saved my life because the part that I skipped out of that bio, that bio was probably three days before that I had a blotched suicide attempt and was kind of just stumbling along until it finally happened. And then I heard that. And at the end of my second divorce, the last thing that was said face to face to me was that I wasn't good enough for my family. When I heard that quote, I thought about my kids and I was like, dude, if I, if I leave today, that's what they're going to remember. If I face the fact that I'm homeless right now, with nothing, and I climb back up and I do something positive, 
my kids are going to know that I'm resilient and I'm strong and I'm worth something. Wow. Okay. All right. So we, let's just talk because it's, it's going to come out. So the way this, <laughs> the way this works is this mantra, the word is prize, a word of mine that I found that I feel like really, it really defines men because we aren't really defined as such. And I, I like the word. And then after kind of thinking about it, the letter started to mean something to me. So there are five letters in the word prize. The first letter is P. That stands for purpose. That is defined as reason for which something is done or created or for which something exists. So Mike, that's the first question. What is your purpose? My purpose is actually one that I found recently within the past few years is to be the best father that I can be to be the strongest um, role model to them. And secondly, to give back for the fact that, like I said, that simple quote saved my life. I heard that on a podcast. I got into podcasting and everything because of that. If that saved my life, I want to give that back to somebody. And I believe those have defined my purpose. Okay. All right. Um, so this quote that you heard, and it's, it sounds like it's obviously something important. When you heard this quote, it seems like it kind of redefined to you what your life meant because you were ready to end it. When that quote hit, what was the redefinition for you? Obviously, you mentioned your kids and how they would perceive and see you. But for you, when you heard that quote, what clicked for you? What switched, if you can think about that? I'd have to say it was just outright that view of my kids being without me and believing that I was that much of a, you know, I guess, a failure for the way that I was defined to me. And I didn't want that narrative left. And then as I started to progress and I started, you know, piece together little puzzle pieces, I realized that within that greater goal, there was the opportunity to gain self-trust and I was able to gain my, you know, trust myself and begin to gain that. And through that, I began to gain some pride and some motivation, setting different goals and achieving each one of those step by step. And as that's come along, I've realized that, you know, not only being able to redefine who I am to somebody else, but being able to redefine, redefine myself to myself was such a powerful thing. I believe it. Can you talk about you, you were at such a low point considering ending and then you save yourself. Do you remember, are there steps to you where you, okay, I'm not going to do this. I feel a little bit better. I feel a bit better. Was it a gradual process for you till you got to the point where like you were at the complete opposite because you were kind of low and now you're so much better. Was it a day-to-day -day thing for you? How did you feel as you progressing day-to-day? -day? Where were you? It was literally survival mode. So it was only feeling the basic needs to be able to survive. And as I started to establish those, then I was able to reach outside of that backpack and start adding different elements into my life that I started to feel a little bit more comfortable. And as that came, that's when the real steps started. That's when I 
because at the time I was homeless, that's when I got out of my truck, got into a place to live, started reforging all these relationships with my kids that were so important to me and started to really define exactly what I was going to be going forward. <clears throat> all right. So the next letter in the word prize is R and you already said the word. So I think this fits the letter R, the word resilient defined as the capacity to recover quickly from difficulties and toughness. So we know you're resilient, obviously. If you can, what happened to you to bring out the resilience that maybe you didn't know that you had, but you discovered? You know, that's one that I probably still struggle to define. But if I think back to the earliest days, it would probably be the first time that I set out with my boat to take a solo fishing trip in the you know, post-second divorce world. And when I did that, it was quite the uh, challenge to fight myself to get out on the water, but then to finally get out there and have a rewarding day. I don't remember how what I caught or how many I caught, but to be able to do that and say to myself, you know, I can do this stuff, really set some major principles and major uh, things into motion. Because even though I'm a father four times over, there was one child from my first marriage that I had lost contact with. And each step along the way brought the resilience, brought you know more light on the fact that I can achieve things just by putting myself in the position, I reconnected with her. And a year down the line, I've begun to build a really steady relationship with her. That's good. I'm a, I've got four myself, three girls and a son. I know how important our kids are to us. And Yes. Yes. And as a stay-at-home dad, uh, for me, we, we wrap ourselves in taking care of our kids. They become the center of our universe. And at they times, do. actually, yeah. And at times, we can kind of forget ourselves. But you know, you have to be at the point where you're with them and dealing with everything to get to that point. So I feel like that's what you're aiming for. Let me get my kids back into my life. So with that, I want to ask you: You're building yourself back up. You're getting your relationship going with your kids, and this may be something you're still trying to do. How long did it take for you, or have you forgiven yourself? For kind of everything you've got? Man, I've never thought about that question or that answer. But I'm going to have to say that through the whole process, I think I'm getting to that point where the forgiveness is there because I've gone and reached back and I've eliminated those obstacles that were in the way. And I've, you know, forged the relationships. I've rebuilt things. And to me, that's, that's a form of redemption. And that redemption lies the forgiveness. Okay. So, I mean, it's not something you really thought about much. And it's just, it's just something that hit me while I, excuse me, while I was talking to you. Um, obviously, looking to at some point to forgive yourself, part of your resilience, part of you just dealing with life was hopefully getting everybody to kind of forgive you, I guess, specifically, I guess, your kids for maybe losing communication and maybe not being there as much. 
how was building up the relationship? Each kid is different. Each kid is his own specific situation. <laughs> how was that with each kid? Step by step, we talk once, it was two minutes, maybe it's three minutes the next time. How was that for you as you were building back up to being the dad that you knew you could be? It, it's been a process. You know, each one, like you said, comes with their each individual story and their individual path. Um, for whatever reason, I seem uh, actually I just wrote a book and I'm in the process of putting out a book about the process to reconnect with uh, my daughter. And that that started with, um, hey, thanks for not stabbing me and throwing me in the river. <laughs> a very bad joke but <laughs> honestly going into that that's how it all felt <laughs> wow hey just talking hey talking was the point so good exactly. or bad at least at least so, you guys had some at least you were speaking so you take so it, what it, is. it was a two-hour process that gradually became another two hours another two hours ultimately worked into you know the regular mold of what a relationship looks like when, you know, you're the father and the kids don't live with you full time. Right. What does that look like to you? That's uh, every other weekend and every opportunity I get. I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. All right. Your story is uh, is obvious. It's it's deep. Clearly, when we talk <laughs> about mental health, it is, and I it I and it hits me because I've got kids. It's different if it was just you going through your own thing. I think we right. men, we do that a lot. We go through stuff and we kind of contain things. We keep stuff in because it's me. But when, you're, when your circle includes your children, it's so, it's so different. How do you handle it? How do you express it? And who do you express it to? There's so many layers to it. And I applaud you. And, we're gonna, and you're going to tell us about your, you know, the website and everything at the end. But I'm just loving this so far. I is the next letter in the word prize, but I skipped that for the end because that's the completion of prize. The next letter is Z. The word is zeal. Zeal is defined as enthusiastic devotion. My favorite word here. So Mike, what are you enthusiastically devoted to? I am enthusiastically devoted to obviously my children, the outdoors, I'm an avid hunter and fisherman, so I'm out there in the woods or on the water every opportunity I get. I am also very passionate about the Stoic philosophy. I'm very passionate about reading and journaling, and a lot of those last three things are a lot of what brought me from point A to point B where I'm at now. Okay. All right. If you could, if you could go back and, I, well, I don't know, if you would go back and read maybe those first few journals, what would that look like to you? What would those journals, those, you know, whatever you put in there, how, what, who's that guy? That guy at one point got a name. He became the drifter. And it's kind of funny because I still, in a lot of ways, identify with the drifter. And I've done a lot of writing in even uh, episodes of my show featuring, you know, aspects of that. However, 
to be lost and just feel like you know you're blown from where the wind blows you one moment to the next with no anchors is i don't know it's kind of somber to look back at and think about those first journal entries now and how different and how far down the line i've come i can imagine somber but i mean look at where i am now as opposed to where i was before i guess the the optimistic look i would think is well i i say somber because at that point it was the very few things that I had left over from uh, my second marriage. It was day after day of Viking funeral to forget about them <laughs> and to kill off that whole concept. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, there's a lot of reality in the fact that once you live a moment and a chapter in your life, you hand it over to death. And it took a lot of visualizing that through those different, well, Viking funerals in order to really propel me to leave that chapter behind to close that door. And that's, that's where the somber part comes in. Okay. I hear you. So your kids, obviously, and all fathers, we're all, we are devoted to our kids. Um, how open have you been with your children about this internal, your struggle and how, and everything you dealt with? Obviously age is going to have a lot to do with it. So how open have you been with them and, or how open do you want to be with them? Maybe when they're older can understand. Well, I kind of put myself in a position where I've got to be open and honest about it. I mean, you know, being a podcast host and an author and all that stuff kind of puts it out there. So they're going to run across the material eventually. Right. However, they do know their individual position and how it applies to my life, as well as the things that I've been through and the changes that I've made. I make that a really important aspect because change is something that is within each and every one of us. Well, you know, we're going to go through situations and we're going to come out of them different. It's inevitable. And I think for them to be able to learn those lessons and see the people that, you know, they, that raise them, that they look up to are no different than things that they read throughout history or anything else is really important for them. It opens up a whole new eyesight. Okay. And the last letter in the word prize, it is E in the word, is expectation. Expectation is defined as a strong belief that something will happen or be the case in the future. So the way I kind of run about this one is, obviously you have an expectation of who you want to be, how you want to affect the world, your kids and such. But I'm going to ask, I'm going to break it down a little bit more. If you could tell us what your expectation for you will be in one year, in five years, and then in 10 years. What are you, who are you going to be? What's going to be going on with you in those increments of time? Man, that's difficult because in this whole process, I've learned to think really short term. Mm, okay, understood. So I'm going to say 
as far as a year goes, I expect the growth to continue. And I expect myself to be able to uh, uh, not so much not have setbacks, but be able to manage them better. And I think that continues to go forward even further down the line. Yeah, there's, you know, the, the things like getting the book finished, getting it out into people's hands, you know, obtaining a job and a quality of life that I'm happy with, comfortable with, and things like that. However, I think the overall goal is to maintain the sense of self that I've got now. Okay. I like that. So one thing, when I was putting this together, um, as I was thinking about it, and I realized as men, we have a lot of titles that are thrust upon us and that we accept and we take. So it's father, husband, employee, best friend, whatever. So my question for you is if you can throw away all the titles that we men that we pretty much all have. If you can put that, so if you're not some, if you're not daddy, if you're not hubby, if you're not employee, if you're not best friend, when all that is stripped away from you, who are you? I'm a really simple guy. I, you know, I enjoy being in the outdoors. Those are like core values that I grew up in and that I love and rely on. Outside of that, my writing, my books, you know, I love to read, love to write. And I think those are what, it, what really define me is just the logical, simple, even uh, introverted. Introverted, kind of just your way. I hear you. That makes sense. Yeah. So this has got to be pretty interesting for you. You're an introvert. You're kind of insulated but you're kind of branching out you're writing you're doing the podcast you're kind of putting yourself out there what kind of experience has that been kind of just switching it some different. <laughs> i'll tell you what i don't even know really outside of that single inspiration that got me to do the podcast what really got me going with it however as far as my mental health journey it's been a crazy positive tool I chronicled, yeah, I chronicle every aspect of it and doing things like this interview here, I added them to my show as a way to highlight me dealing with social anxiety and a phobia of interacting with people. And I'm close to a hundred episodes in now. I think a big chunk of that has been the interview stuff. And I'm going to say I come, I've come a long way, which raises this interesting dilemma within myself okay i go through these these interviews these episodes all the interaction throughout the day and i seem like i'm somebody that's got it together and able to pull it off however in the back of my head i'm like dude i'm faking this stuff so i make it <laughs> <laughs> because you know what i'm no different than that that deer that just seen you in the woods or smelled you at 20 yards and is darting through the field scared out of its mind <laughs> i hear you i hear you and so many of us just so many of us are the same way we're just know what we have to do and we're just doing it because right. it has to be done i know exactly what you mean 
And with that, we kind of went through the prize. And here is how we end it. I, for me, we got the word prize and I went through the letters. I is the final part. To me, every letter represents, you know, the circle in the middle is you. So the I is you at your core, at your base, at your most basic. And you kind of, you told us what you are. Simple man, you just like to do what you do. Go out and enjoy your life. What I'd like you to do is because it's been, your life has clearly been interesting and we kind of glossed over it. But now I want you to tell us because I want to know why we're going to get this book, why we're going to find your podcast, why we're going to be totally interested in Mike Martin and everything mm -hmm. that you've done. So hit us with, tell us all about you. All right. Well, let's see. The, the more, uh, the more inter interesting stuff has been about the last three years where, like I said, I had the massive upheaval in my life, wound up homeless, survived the suicide attempt. And that got me into studying philosophy when I heard the Marcus Aurelius quote. And I've been able to learn to apply that into every single aspect of my life, which ironically, and I'd never thought about this before, really ties into the outdoor hunting and fishing thing. So I feel if you got an open mind, you want to get out in the outdoors, get some fresh air, I got a lot to teach you. I got a lot to show you that's going to uh, really apply to your life, your everyday world, and it's going to make it vastly, vastly greater for you. And then this book, this book is directed at anybody out there that may have a child that they don't see. I felt when I thought, let me spin, spin back to the inspiration of what made me write this book. A couple months down the line of time with my daughter, I picked her up on a weekend. She wasn't scheduled to be with me. And we went out to dinner. Ironically, it was the same restaurant that I took her to as a toddler, like every other morning. And she didn't know that, but after dinner, we ran around town and wound up in a candy store. I dropped her off and I thought about it. I was like, you know, I robbed her and I robbed myself of so many years because I let my obstacles get in the way. And when I decided to do something about it, I changed her narrative and I, I greatly improved her life and mine. And I wanted to inspire somebody else to do that. So through that, like I said earlier, I found my redemption. Redemption is something that each and every one of us can find, no matter what it is. You know, no matter how that's defined, these steps in this book will help you get there. All right. The book, is the book titled yet? Or is that just something to keep in the, in the back of your the mind? Book is, the book is titled, No One is Beyond Redemption, and it's never too late to get there. Right. And where can we find you? Social media, website? Where are you? You can find uh, all my work at projectmindfullyoutdoors.wordpress.com. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Project Mindfully Outdoors. Podcast, you can find on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, Audible, every other major directory out there. It's Project Mindfully Outdoors. And that will lead to the book that's coming this summer. Okay. Okay. I'm ready to read it. I'm excited. 
I'm going to keep in touch when that book comes out. I'm going to, you know, holler at you to see what we can do about getting that book. I'm get an autographed copy, Mr. Martin, please. <laughs> Absolutely. I can't wait to have you on my show as well, man. Oh, oh, I'm ready. I'm ready. Thank you so much for talking with me. I appreciate it. I'm good to I just get just a little bit. Oh, no, I appreciate that. Um, as we end, like I told you before, I love quotes. And with every person that I bring on, I try to find a quote that I feel like may fit them based on what I know. I mean, obviously, I know more about you now than when we, you know, when we got this together. But I'm feeling like this quote kind of works. So before we say goodbye, here's my quote to end this episode. Adversity toughens manhood and the characteristic of the good or the great man is not that he has been exempt from the evils of life, but that he has surmounted them. That is Patrick Henry. I hope that I know that I hope that quote has some effect for you. If it feels if you feel it, I as I'm hearing you talk, I'm like, that's so good. I feel like it fits you. Absolutely. So I hope you enjoy it. Again, thank you very much. And thank you, listeners, for listening to the Men of the Prize podcast, where your inner monologue is revealed. Have a fantastic week. Be well.